I believe we're live on YouTube, live on Rumble, live on Twitter, waiting for that little red button to make sure because I tend to forget if I don't on Rockfin, and then we'll get this party started today. Stella, how are you while we wait for that red button? I'm always ready to party with you, Brad. All right. I'm very good. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Here's (laughs) that red button right there, and we're live across all platforms. Fight night on Capitol Hill. New York amps up their pre-crime program with online surveillance and Napoleon's member. This is a Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. Top story, if you thought the war on, in Israel and in Ukraine was bad, wait do you see the one being waged on Capitol Hill. The fighting got so bad today among members of Congress that Congress just authorized sending a $32 billion weapons package to itself you know, to save democracy like they do all of the other ones. Various members of Congress today did, in fact, go full WWE, and I have clips of all three fights that broke out. Verbal, mostly, a little bit physical, but the threat of physical fights. A lot of people were only aware of two of these fights. There was a third one that I threw in there between America's least worthy leaders. Stella, I think we can go through some of these clips, make fun of them before we do does this happen over there in Australia with y'all's politicians? They they get into some fisticuffs? Well, no, it's more just embarrassing verbal vomit, really. Um, you don't hear a lot of that. <laughs> it's not like I've seen, um, where is it that they get into full on? Oh, Korea, I think they get into full on throwing pig guts at each other and all sorts <laughs> oh, of wow. stuff. Yeah, oh, I know. So uh, Italy, I think they also get pretty full on. Um, but no, it's nothing like really that. It's just a bunch of children having little cheap shots at each other. That's what this is a little bit. But I feel like we have maybe leveled up a little bit on the pettiness that it could approach physical altercation sometime soon. And they've actually been signaling this a little bit for the past few months that it's going to come to this. And then maybe it'll spread out outside of Congress. Maybe they're maybe it's legitimate. Some of it, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get people to fight part of the divide and conquer strategy, or maybe they're being divided and conquered. But nevertheless, I'm going to play you these first ones here, which this is the the one that's been least talked about today of the three that I I noticed. Let me get this clip pulled up. All right. So this first one is yeah, James Comer of the House Oversight Committee responding to an accusation of having a shell company by Representative Jared Mosowitz from Florida. And the confrontation began when Mosowitz was questioning Comer, um, who has been investigating the Bidens and all their shell companies, about his own business dealings with his brother. Because he apparently, his dad, their dad died and his brother didn't want to keep one of his dad's properties. And so... He he bought the property from his dad and, and funneled it through his LLC, and this guy's accusing him of having a shell organization trying to get him to not investigate Biden. That's the background of it, and this is just a quick montage of Comer reacting to the accusations made by uh, the other dude. Here he is. That you so tweeted also said people. I had a shell company. That is bullshit. They went around and investigated all this bullshit. You look like a smurf. <laughs> Now, let's. So that was, so yeah, he just was calling a lot of BS and then he accused the guy of looking like a Smurf. Not very blue. I didn't see the blue, but that was just the, the primer for the other two 
altercations that happened. The second one was th- this is from the what was this was the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, and it's a dude named is a senator named Mark Wayne Mullen, and he is addressing the Teamsters president who Bernie Sanders brought to speak with them named Sean O'Brien. And Bernie Sanders is sitting next to this guy, Mullen, and you'll see Bernie's role in this, which is pretty funny. We'll start with the first one here. Talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this here in the last time, <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. I uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you <laughs> tweeted at me, one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself. And my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Look at this. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. <laughs> you want to run your mouth? We can be people. two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your Pardon. solution, every polo? No, no, sit down. Oh, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Smith. it. Hold it. If Hold we on. can, no, this I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't like drugs and bullies. And that well, I don't like you because you Hold just described yourself. Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All right. Your statement. All right. Wow. So that's the first of their little interaction, but it does continue. Any any initial thoughts? Sony Banders. Um, was he Certainly. the guy that got shot in the face? <laughs> no, that would be Dick Cheney. Bernie oh, right. Sanders okay. yeah. is the guy who is basically a, a communist who runs for president. He's the one He's older than, I think, both Biden and Trump. And he always talks like Put this. together. And, and he couldn't be the best person to be trying to stop. Everybody stop right now. Uh, okay. They should just have a a, a a cage already there. And whenever this happens, they can just say, everybody up to the cage. And then Bernie has on a referee shirt. And he's like, all right, here's the rules. Nothing below the belt. You have to listen to the, the, the ring of the bell. We're going to be three-minute rounds. And he'll just referee the whole thing because he's kind of doing a little bit of that. This, Bernie is trying so hard to keep this hearing going because this is his guy that he brought i'm going to switch this to the actual screen share because the video was shorting out a little bit there with our time can i can i just ask these two people who are about to beat the living crap out of each other yeah um have they had a past history of uh not getting along i think they used to have sex i believe oh like marriage okay no that explains everything well this other guy he had testified before and i don't know what happened during that testimony but he was talking about you got a little excited about your keyboard there which it could you know go a lot of ways with whatever sort of inflammatory means. wasn't it yeah definitely <laughs> and 
he like was tweeting all these things about this guy, the the guy sitting next to Bernie. He tweeted an image of him, among other things, of that guy standing on an apple box during like a debate because he's short and he like circled okay. the apple box <laughs> and, he, and he made a bunch of insults to him and there's cnn two of their anchors actually act out some actually it's not this one is it no they act out one of these little exchanges there's been so many fights today it might be a different one but yeah the guy was attacking him online and so this guy's like you told me on twitter that you'll meet me anytime anywhere in a fight and he's like well here we are let's do it right here and they continue hmm. to bicker. Yeah. You gotta pick your times, don't you? <laughs> really. Absolutely. Uh, preferably not in Congress. Um I'll just uh I'll just address um Thomas uh to uh sorry, Thomas Tanner on YouTube pointed out dude used oh, supposedly the Oklahoma dude used to be an MMA fighter. Yes, yeah, he was an MMA fighter. So right, okay. <laughs> yeah. He fought three MMA fights and won them all and I think less than ten minutes total, so I don't know who and, he fought. Uh, and I says Bernie has to protect his grift. <laughs> yes, absolutely. True. Bernie's got to protect this guy. Because you know Bernie would have been standing up too to to stand in between them had they. Of course, he would have had to go. He would have had to leap over the the desk there. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I would love to see that too. So there's where he stands up. It's, are they bodyguards in the background? Because <laughs> I what? wouldn't mess with them. I wouldn't either. There are bodyguards in some of the other altercations today. I don't know if. Probably could start with guarding their own body, but anyway. <clears throat> yeah. How far did we get on this? I think he was waving his hands around. <laughs> right, yeah, there we go. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that said like, go for it. We're not here to talk about good gosh. Well, I thought this was about physical me. abuse. You brought we're not talking about of course and, I did. And let me Goodness gracious. All right. Is that a, a streaming problem? Yes. Air. Yes, that is a streaming problem. Hold on. Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All Make right. Your statement. All right. Uh, I'm you have questions on any economic issues, anything that said go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking in. about. Of course, and, I did. And let me, just, let me show you his hearing because I want to expose this thug. To who he is. And you're not pointing at me. That's disrespectful. All right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you I respect. at all. So all right, hold let, let me hold it. No. <laughs> you don't want to so hold it. The most hold it, please. Act it. Please. All right. This is a, excuse me. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Brian, do you want to? That's just really quick. It's escalating as Bernie has now gotten the gavel out and he's hammering away. And. We continue. I think we continue here. Art. I don't mm. care about respect. Art. It's like a very sophisticated sandpit. Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality of it is, you Except know, my challenge Mr. Tough Mr. Guy. Mullen, tough guy. Answer, yeah. hold it. Answer the questions. All right, you all want, if I, he, he made a lot of statements, right? And his statements are fiction at best. Fiction? I read them. Can you hear What? I'll answer the question, please. <laughs> I can't understand him, to be honest with you. All right. He rambles so much. What was your question, actually? Except, well, you said I made a lot of statements. No, but what's your question? I don't understand your question. Could you repeat it? You said anytime, any place. What's your question? Accept the challenge. What challenge? 
You said anytime, yeah. anyplace. I'm accepting yours, so why don't you come What back? challenge? What challenge are you talking April about? April 30th. How about we do it for a charity <laughs> at the Smoking Guns in Tulsa, Oklahoma? What, what, We're not going to be what, talking what about physical what confrontations here. You want to fight me? What do you say about anytime, anyplace? <laughs> let's have coffee. Discuss our differences. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's sit and have coffee. Let's do it. it. All right. I'd love to. But do the, that. It's funny how you're back. Okay. Out. I don't back on anything. You did. You're <laughs> the one. You're a 100. Senator, you should be gosh. the most influential people in this country making changes. You're focused on. Okay. You're focused on debate that's not even relevant. You're an embarrassment. This hearing is yeah. about the condition of the working class in America. <laughs> I love that. Do you enjoy seeing where your taxes go? <laughs> <laughs> this hearing is about the working class of America. These two guys. I oh, just want to have some coffee. Bernie is oh, What a cut, man. says Denver. Yeah, so this AI image here is just uh, Congress fighting and people to put. <laughs> that's the I next scene. Senator Holly there. Look, I, I, I would not want to see these two men in close proximity of each other with hot coffee. I think no, that would be a disaster. I, I would love to see, though, the follow-up scene. I would actually like to see that. Uh, they're at a Starbucks. Everybody has pink hair. They're forced to tip with a, we have a question we'd like you to answer, which they do that over here. I don't know if they do that over there, Stella, but you can't go to a Starbucks anymore unless you pay with cash. Otherwise, you're basically like, they basically rape you into tipping them. <laughs> or, or you're afraid they're going to spit into your coffee and they're, they're condescending and they say, we have a question you must answer. And the question is, how much do you want to tip us? I'd like to see them in that environment and Bernie's sitting there trying hmm. to prevent this fight from happening. And I, I think we might have one more here in the room. Either it's one more in the room or we get the post-fight commentary from the former MMA fighter. I just feel like we're watching a very sophisticated sandpit what is that? What do you mean? Oh, like in the back with a bunch of, a... of toddlers You're right. playing yeah, with yeah, plastic no, tools exactly and things. Yeah. <laughs> no, they should all be in diapers, probably. Yeah. yeah. Take them off your face and put you them on your bottoms. <laughs> yeah. So this is the post post argument commentary. So this was about an eight, nine minute little shouting match. I cut it down into a couple. But here's yeah. somebody asking him afterwards if he regrets being that aggressive and, and trying to challenge this guy to a fight. And this guy does not regret it at all. Can Can I just ask? Sorry. Yeah. Because I don't know. Is this the Oklahoma guy we're looking at this now? This is the Oklahoma guy. This is the MMA So he's the, he's the, right, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. Against me. I'm just not that guy. If you want to run your mouth, then we can settle it a different way. But you don't do that. And for especially somebody from Oklahoma, maybe you can do that from someone from New Jersey or New York. I don't know. I've he never... started off by saying, you just don't run your, you don't run your mouth against me. Because he's from Oklahoma and he's like an MMA fighter. Live there. Okay. But in Oklahoma, you don't do that. It's the same thing. Noted. You don't flip somebody off unless you want to get your finger broken in Oklahoma. That's just <laughs> what happens. Here, people seem to use that gesture all the time, and it's not the same. Words matter in Oklahoma. I love to see this guy oh, riding man. around Oklahoma or riding around D.C. breaking people's fingers who flip them off. <laughs> his mother must be very proud. I mean, yeah. can you imagine being his wife? But obviously, like, you know, fighting is just his – he's so trained to fight. That's his first go-to, isn't it? So – what well, do they expect? According to him, he was just accepting the challenge that this Teamster made. And mm -hmm. the, the Teamster went on CNN with Jake Tapper, and he gave his post-fight rebuttal. Which, you know, I don't know if you want to be provoking this guy, but he still threw a, a little bit of a shot in there. Yeah, see, there's one good thing about asking me stuff. I'm not on anyone's side because I don't know any of these people or any influence they have. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm just going to tell it how it is, man. 
Yeah, here he is. Teamster president on the confrontation with Senator Fight across the aisle mm-hmm. uh, to find common ground on issues that can help working people throughout America. And we're going to continue to do that. And unfortunately, today, uh, uh, Mark chose to not act like a U.S. senator, and uh, uh, he's going to have to pay the consequences for that. He's going to have to pay the consequences. And so you know that other guy is going to see this. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's going to be sending him <laughs> tweets and making, or maybe he's going to go on with Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper should just become the Don King. Uh, do you know who Don King is? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That's the, you know, promoting the fight. And yeah. that was the second of the two. And the third of the three fights here was between former Speaker McCarthy, who is, I did a, a whole show on how creepy that guy is, and this other guy who was also a really creepy guy in Congress. His name is... <laughs> I think that's criteria, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's, you have to get elected to be creepy. Tim you got to be creepy to get elected. Tim Burtz is a guy who, who, like, every interview, he ends up by telling people that he's praying for him. And then he's one of the guys who have been leading up the, we demand to see the UAPs and the non-human intelligence people. So you know he's full of it. Mm-hmm. And he accused Senator McCarthy of walking by him in the hallways of, uh, of Congress and, and <laughs> give him a shot to the kidneys and then running off. And then he chases him down the hallway and he's going to describe what happened from his perspective here. We can decide who we believe, starting with him. It's just like being at school. <laughs> right. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and lovely she lady. was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back and there was there was Kevin. And um, and I, I for a minute, I was kind of what the heck just happened. And then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him, of course. He's a as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with 17 million dollars in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's shirt. <laughs> and he just, you know, he he. uh from behind that kind of stuff. It, you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we, if we have a problem with somebody, I'm going to look them in the eye. So in East Tennessee, if you have a problem, you're going to look them in the eye in Oklahoma, you flip somebody off, your finger gets broke. That's what we've learned. <laughs> well, I've learned so much today. Yeah. So I won't be moving to any of those states, definitely. by the way. <laughs> Notice that reporter too. So this reporter you're going to see when we get to the clips of McCarthy's rebuttal is he's the Jerry Springer of this situation. He's the guy mm-hmm. who's taken every slander, not slander, whatever accusation here, and he's going, "Well, he called you a pussy. What do you have to say?" And sticking the microphone in his uh, face. Okay. Yep. He's, he's about ten minutes doing that, but he continues here, I believe. Stoking the fire. Yeah. And were you face to face when you had this interaction? Yeah, yeah but there's security detail, and I get it. They had to, they were doing their job, so it wasn't exactly like he didn't he wouldn't turn around and face me. He he kept scurrying, trying to keep people between me and him. And then so, where did he? Were you, just, were you? I just let it go at that point. It wasn't yelling. Uh, he, he was. Yeah, I raised my voice to him. I thought it was appropriate, and you know, I just don't expect a guy who was at one time three steps away from the White House to sucker hit you with a sucker punch in the in the, in the hallway. And did he raise his voice back to you? Yeah, just that high-pitched kind of thing, <laughs> I, I believe, and that was about it. So, like so a girl. That, yeah, exactly. He does do a little high-pitched thing. He's not wrong about that. But this guy doesn't exactly strike me as the most intimidating person if he's running at you. The other guy uh, yeah, was no. pretty jacked. This guy... And I don't know that, that uh, McCarthy mild, seems mild much Mild-mannered Clark Gables. I mean, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> what's his name? Superman. What's the Clark Kent? Clark Kent. Yeah. Sorry about that. Clark, Kent. Yeah, Clark Gable. <laughs> And he goes on to talk Weird. about how he feels sorry for McCarthy. That's <laughs> about it. Yeah, he prays for everybody. Well, you know, good on him. And I, I, and I actually, good. I feel sorry for him. I pray for him every day. You might not believe that, but I do. I pray for him, and I um, I hope he finds some some happiness in his life. <laughs> he hopes he finds some happiness in his life. Yeah, this is very, like, childish type. <laughs> Man, it's just... <laughs> It's hardly, yeah, you haven't even left school age sort of thing. Yeah, right. 15, 14, 13. So eight. now, <laughs> right, yeah, we're, they're in middle, middle elementary school. They track down McCarthy, <laughs> who they, this must have been a 12-minute session of reporters surrounding him and saying, so-and-so said you bumped him in the hall once, and so-and-so said you elbowed him. It just, it's all these, <laughs> I trimmed it down a good bit, but... And, and he does like a uh, twelve minute. He addresses all of the, all of the questions, and I don't trust either of them personally. But one of them has to be telling more of the truth. So, so let's see who we think is. I'm going to assume that they don't allow guns hey, into Cap. this room. Uh, no. Oh wait, this is the wrong one. No, they do not allow. Well, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Do they allow guns? And they don't oh. allow them if you're an insurrectionist. Oh, they, you, can <laughs> well, only, yeah, no. you can only commit insurrection without a gun. Not even allowed to bring your bullhorns in. This but, is um, the this is the re so this is the like little stage play that the CNN anchors did. So th he was being interviewed by an NPR person who documented what happened uh, through her tweets, and they act out the tweets. I think we should we should watch them and and we could you know evaluate their performance, but also see what the perspective of the journalist interviewing this guy was. We're gonna get three perspectives here. It's like one of those movies where you see it all from all all these different perspectives, and you decide who you think is. We need to triangulate this. Yeah, triangulate. <laughs> Kevin, why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any gut? Burchett then looked back at me and said, "Jerk," referring to McCarthy. <laughs> I asked if he had done that before. Burchett said, "No." That's when the chase ensued. Burchett took off after McCarthy and his detail. I chased behind them with my mic, Claudia says. And then she says, Burchette yelled after catching up to catching up to McCarthy. Hey, Kevin, why'd you walk behind me and elbow me in the back? Kevin says, I didn't elbow you in the back. Burchette says, you got no guts. You did so. The reporter said it right here. What kind of chicken move is that? Burchette continued, you got no guts. You did so. Um, Burchette <laughs> starts to walk away from Kevin uh -huh. and tells me, the reporter says, what a jerk, and then yells back, you need security, Kevin. Ugh. That's uh, Burchett tells me that's wow. the first point of communication with McCarthy since Burchett voted for his ouster last month. That's just it for communication since ouster vote. He's just a jerk. He's just a childish little ellipse. I, I don't know what that ellipse was. A childish I would like to know. ellipse. Like, what, what, did he, what did he call him? What was that slur? They, they should have done the accents. A child with lips. Yeah, chicken with lips. Yeah, you're perhaps. a child with lips, chicken legs. It's just like, we look You're a chicken with lips, man. <laughs> chicken fucker. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. You know, I thought their performance was a little stiff there. I would have liked to see them embody the characters a little more, maybe even get in each other's face a little bit, really bring it to life for us. <laughs> Thomas says, Unbelievable. Um, they should make a mean girls bit out of all yeah this is very they mean totally place. should they totally should <laughs> uh 
All right, now we get to see McCarthy's side of this story of the triangulation. He didn't punch anybody. Did he, but, 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 no, but, yeah, well, he, I guess it happened because when I was walking back further, I was saying somebody was interviewing me or talking to me, and he comes running up like, why, why, why did you hit me or something like that? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even know something transpired. But report. So now you hear the reporter here, the, the, the Jerry Springer provoker of the scene. Just pay close attention to him as well. And mm-hmm. the, the high-pitched voice was definitely there, so not wrong on that. Okay. There was a witness that said it looked like you. Yeah. there was plenty of room for you to walk and that you intentionally hit him. There is, okay, <laughs> not a place. Show me a reporter who saw that. Ask call Bruce Grisales Westerman. Call okay, well, ask Bruce that. Westerman. No, I did not. That's well, a security if guy. I, if I would hit somebody, they would know I did. Uh, so they would know. If he laid somebody out, he would know. Now he's hmm. a little bit of a mild threat. <laughs> so, I mean, Bertrand said that you're the kind of guy that says words as a kid would throw a rock and go hide <laughs> under his mom's garden. <laughs> What's your response? How do I I love the provocation there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so inflammatory. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? Yes, it is. He wants to get point. something on He probably wants to get hit in the face, perhaps. I don't know. You're, he's leading you're there. right. <laughs> I mean, what a great time to go bird, called bird dogging. You go try and get punched in the face is what they said at this Netroots uh, training, which was actually, uh, I think she was a, a senator at the time from Chicago. I can't remember her name, but... She, Bob Kramer, it was this guy who worked with Clintons, ended up in prison. She, this, his wife, who was a senator, trained people, said, you need to bird dog. We need to see pictures of people getting pulled out of their wheelchairs by police. With the whole idea being you go and provoke and provoke because that's going to get you the headline. That guy probably is like, I'm going to try to get one of these guys to sock me and take advantage of this because that is. He's just trying uh-huh. to break news for CNN there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. All right. They continue. I'm sure they will. <laughs> like, he's got nothing better to do than ask. Like, this was at least a 12, 13 minute question. Have you ever felt the urge to make any physical contact with any of these members? Adam Kinzinger says you shoulder checked him. We see this today. <laughs> that could be taken many ways, couldn't it? Have you felt the urge to initiate physical contact? <laughs> then Adam Ken, Ken, he said you shoulder checked him. That was like the third accusation of him hitting somebody during this whole thing. They're all just provoking the guy. Uh, they're really trying to get a bite. Yeah, they are. I, I don't. Oh, okay. oh no! This, uh, I, I bring it back to this guy because now we're getting commentary about this other fight from the guy involved in the first fight. Right. right so after he was questioned about you know his, he said, "Well, you heard about the other fight going on over there. What are your thoughts on that one?" And here's his take. How many times do you reckon? Bert- sorry. How many times do you reckon his nose has been broken and straightened? It uh, uh, looks like a lot. A, a, a number. It definitely <laughs> looks like it's been broken a number of times. She's not a man of character, and I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, so he, so he's talking about the guy who made the accusation here. I, I don't. I don't. Birch is not a man of character. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I don't take that with. It. I take what he said with not even a grain of salt. I don't. Believe not even a grain said. of salt. <laughs> Not so, even yeah, one grain of salt. He doesn't trust the guy who prays all the time. These are all Republicans, all three of these dudes are. He doesn't trust the guy that prays all the time. I mean, yeah, he doesn't trust that <laughs> but guy. But he trusts all the devilly people. Yeah, yeah I know, it's crazy. Other dude. So those are the, the three fights there. Uh, have you seen anything? Is this a type of bickering that you see in Australia that you were referencing earlier? Uh, probably that's a little bit further. Um, although just going through the, we've just been through the referendum thing, which I'm sure you heard about. Um, there was some characters in Lydia Thorpe was one of them. She was 
half black, but she was like, you know, walking around holding her hand up, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter hand. Mm. And, um, yeah, the Black uh, Lives Matter hand, the one hand. She was an absolute disgrace. Um, even though she was on the side, the side of the no vote, which I was kind of happy about, but in one sense, I felt she was a taint agent. So, yeah, I mean, you do get the characters coming up. I haven't seen hide nor hair of her since either. Um, yeah, there's characters in there. Um, there was uh, something going on today, actually. It's it's maybe it's even starting to become a thing. Maybe this is part of the the playbook. Oh, yes, uh, that, of course yeah, it is. That's what I, that's what I think. Of it course is. it is. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. breaking down the structure, the the government, so that the people turn around and go, "Oh, come on, you guys are clowns. We need something else. We need to build back better. What have you got there for us, clowns?" <laughs> I, I think you could also demonstrate how you can react to people who are on the other, not, I mean, not even on the other side. Although these guys are all on the same, they're all Republicans. Well, you know, I say sides. Everybody is really on the same side when it comes to international war there. these All of these guys all are pro-global war, so they're fighting over, maybe this is all pure WWE for all we know. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think there's not much difference between politics and WWE, to be quite honest. So it's this is sort of all. like the, the the perfect merge, the organic merge. If you had to pick who you believed on on those two, which one would you go with, McCarthy or the other, or something in between? I don't believe any of them. <laughs> I just think they're all a bunch of children who shouldn't be there. Yeah, what I think. Probably, in fact, I think that probably children could run the place better than they do. I agree. I, uh, not their children because they don't. Not have their children. Models, no, but no, no. I think that if this is not WWE, then what happened is there was probably a an opportunity walking down the hallway, and there was probably a slight bump, maybe a little elbow push. But mm. it probably didn't go as far to uh, be a disabling kidney blow like the guy who yeah, yeah. prays all the time does. Because that interview with him goes <laughs> even longer. And at one point he goes, did it hurt? Or And, and the guy pauses for like 10 seconds and he goes, it, it, I mean, it still hurts, man. It's not, you know, it still hurts. Mm. It's, it's a kidney shot. Take you to the ground. Man. Yeah, because he's trying to pump himself up. He acts like it's the type of shot that anybody else would have just been, you know, crippled and crawling across Congress. But, uh, you know, I'm man, I'm going to stand here in East Texas or East Tennessee. We, we don't we don't fall to the ground on kidney punches. We chase people <laughs> down, look them in the eye. I think it's middle ground. I think they're both full of it. I don't like any of them. I think they want us to fight. Personally. Do you? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Do you? It's just this is a mass distraction. Can you imagine how many eyes are on this going? Oh, yeah. Excellent. Popcorn, you know. I, I think all those guys are piling on each other and banging each other later because that's you, what they do. Yeah, totally, they go down to the the bunker cocktail bar and have a laugh about it all. Yeah, yeah. But do you, foresee, <laughs> do, do you foresee um, in the near future there'll be a court case, perhaps, or something like this? Do you think that they might actually come to blows? That, I, I don't. What I mean, a great I don't distraction think, that'll be. Well, somebody brought that up. Somebody said, "Oh, well, do you do you think that he committed assault against you?" And the question is the wrong question because assault. It's not physical contact. Battery is physical contact. So the CNN anchor doesn't even know the right question to ask. People think it's assault because they hear it on TV. Assault is just people think that there's a, it's an intimidation where they think they're going to be hit. But battery is where it's actual physical contact. But the other guy goes, the, the guy who prays all the time for everybody, <laughs> he, he says, well, uh, I don't know, man. Ask, ask, a, ask a criminal attorney, man. I don't know. I'm not. Nah, man. I'm not going to file a complaint. Neither one, none of them are filing ethics complaints. They're all just, they're all going to be cool. And meanwhile, the Teamster and the MMA fighter are sitting in trans bucks, uh, having coffee, talking it out <laughs> with Bernie Sanders. Yes. And, you know, something else I find interesting is, um, I don't know, for, for something that was going on like that, that's apart from Bernie Sanders himself, 
the other people in the room were just, they were just so straight-faced. There was no shock showing or anything. It's almost like they'd been debriefed, you know what I mean? Briefed it before looked, it happened. Yeah. Well, it looked like the women behind the MMA fighter were holding their breath. <laughs> And yeah. it looked like the guys behind the Teamster, one of them was laughing and he had his teeth. Re- I think he must have been another Teamster guy because he looked a little rough himself. Yeah, they were mm. uh, they maybe they knew they're on camera, which would be weird because none of these politicians seem to ever realize they're on camera when they're not talking because they'll be playing with their nose and making weird faces. But apparently these people did. Maybe they were brief. Who knows? You know what happened? We had a prime minister called um, Kevin Oh gosh! What just Kevin. Ke- Prime <laughs> it was Minister just Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin oh seven. Oh, that's all I can think of because it was two thousand and seven when I'm he got Kevin. in. Kevin oh seven. Kevin oh seven. Yeah, but uh, anyway, he was in Parliament, and the um, <laughs> it was a thing. The camera caught him. He was picking in his ear, like getting the earwax out, and then he put it in his mouth. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So that's <laughs> literally that? like a fifth grader. <laughs> fifth grader does that. Oh, that's hilarious. hilarious. And he continued to be Prime Minister after that. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's all I would for it. <laughs> play in the campaign video I add. I would just play that and say, you voted for this guy. Do you want yeah. that on your conscience again? Oh, there was a whole thing about ear eater and stuff. Going burn Babylon Burn says that when I lived in New Zealand, there was a fight at Parliament. That was back in 2007, back when Kevin 07 oh, I don't remember was that. in charge. And there that is a wiki page for legislative violence. There is, actually. Let's see what the U.S. has. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Would never have thought to uh, Google that. Australia on we'll February search. 13th, 2019, Brian Burston and his advisor, James Ashby, Ashby clashed in, the, in Parliament House after Burston and One Nation Party leader Pauline Hansen accused each other of sexual harassment. So uh, yeah. They accused each other of sexual harassment. You sexually harassed me. What? You sexually harassed me. <laughs> that sounds normal for me. <laughs> I don't know those two names, but I do know the Pauline Hansen name. Yes, definitely. I mean, I know Pauline Hansen. The whole of Australia knows Pauline Hansen. Uh, she used to uh, be the manager of Fish and Chip Shop. She's a raving redhead. And um, she's sort of, you know, I mean, she appears to be on our side. Kind? Uh, than a raving redhead? Kidding. I like, I like redheads. <laughs> redheads, yeah. They come from the Nephilim. <laughs> Some people <laughs> believe that. Some people do believe that. Some of the redheads believe it. Does that does that give them power coming from the Nephilim? Is that some sort of... Oh, that's a whole other show. Or, yeah. <laughs> so the, the U.S. violence goes way back. And the MMA guy actually brought this up during that interview, too. He's like, he started citing off examples of, of legal... Duels like a gentleman's agreement. At one point, mm-hmm. he said, "Let's act, let's both as consenting adults," which I was like, "Are you guys going to fight or have sex with each other?" But then he said, "Oklahoma and in some states, you can agree to a fight." And I don't know what the law exactly is, but I'm guessing the consequences are a little bit different than if you just started pounding someone without getting consent first. And I'm talking about s- fighting. Yeah. Yep. I want to see them stand up and say, "Duel at dawn." That that would be great. Throw down That's the gauntlet. I'm, I'm serious. They should just build a, a giant cage, like <laughs> underneath Congress or, or in the in the room next door. And every time this happens, they just go in and they have a cage fight. Yeah, Bur- that would Bernie be fun. Sanders. Yeah. And whatever happened to uh, the muskrat and uh, the the Zuckerberg? Did they ever have their fight? That was uh... well, it got canceled or or, or it ha- didn't happen. And then <laughs> Musk went Gee, on. What a shock. 
Yeah. Musk went on Joe Rogan's show and Joe Rogan asked him about it. And then Musk kind of brought it back. Musk was like, I'll fight, I'll fight him anyway, anytime. Uh, um, and I'll just fall on him because I'm like, he basically just said he'll just fall on him because he weighs 100 more pounds than him. And he said that there's no chance in hell that Zuckerberg could ever beat him. And he was relying completely on, on his, his weight versus Zuckerberg's weight. I don't know if Zuckerberg responded to that or not. His bank balance is much bigger than Zuckerberg's. Yes, exactly. And with his bank ba- balance out from between his legs, <laughs> then they're going to slap each other with their bank balances. Yes. So January. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. So legislative violence. You know what the most recent one is for the U.S. January six, twenty twenty three. Well, oh no, twenty twenty three. I was thinking twenty twenty one. What is that? Yeah. So okay. In the in the midst of a sort lengthy of celebratory violence, speaker so. election, Representative Mike Rogers was restrained by Richard Hudson when Rogers attempted to lunge at. Matt Gates, Gates, along with other members of the Freedom Caucus, had blocked Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. And so that calls attention. So there was some lunging going on. I wonder if today's events will make this wiki, wiki page. I oh, I think so. They're always looking for content, aren't they? Denver Rataway says the proper procedure for a challenge is removing your glove and throwing it at the man you challenge, particularly if he, particularly if he has turned his back on you. It's like one of those white <laughs> gloves he used to wear in the olden days. Just pull it. Is that what happened to Michael Jackson's other glove? Yeah. He threw it at someone. Lost it in a fight. They just took the glove and ran. (laughs) Sold it on eBay. (laughs) Right. Made a fortune. Thanks, Mike. All right. So outside of the fights going on, there was a story about uh, uh, some speech monitoring online that the state of New York is or has been doing following the increase of hate and bias incidents, according to Governor Hochul up there, she deployed uh, additional staff for a joint terrorism task force to monitor people's social media accounts. And from the press release that they put out, and I have a clip of her talking a little bit about it too. Joint terrorism. Yeah. (laughs) But what's interesting is what (laughs) they include in that term that – I'll get to here in a second because they always. Twenty year old was far too big. You're a terrorist, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yes. She announced today that in response to a rise in hate crimes and incidents of harassment, the state of New York will uh, increase staffing to the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. Hochul has directed an additional 2.5 million to the New York State Police. Uh, to deploy 10 additional investigators, 2.5 million to deploy 10 additional investigators in New York City, Albany, Buffalo, and Rochester, ensuring the state police has a presence in all of the uh, JTTF investigative groups and areas. And here is her discussing a little bit uh, about that. And so I pulled three clips and I kind of did a montage of them just to pull the uh, relevant highlights. We've determined that the rising level of hate and anti-Semitism in particular poses a clear and present danger to the safety and well-being of all New Yorkers. And I, as governor, am doing everything in my power to fight back. I'm joined today by State Police Lieutenant Andy Crow, who will be also speaking in a few a moments about Botox. our response with respect to counterterrorism yeah. efforts. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, what's being said on social media platforms, and... We have launched an effort she to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being 
spoken about on, on online platforms. <laughs> our media analysis, our social media analysis unit She's has crying. ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. I want everyone to know this phone number because I said this is not just an opportunity to say, well, we took care of it, we have a hotline. I said to the law enforcement, I want to make sure that every single complaint is run down and investigated. And if they've crossed the line from hate speech into a hate crime, that there will be prosecutions. She sounds like she definitely sounds like she was injected with something, Jack, prior. I think she's just come directly from a liquid lunch. Uh, she's she's definitely a, <laughs> tilting a little bit there and, and trying not to let people notice that she's looking down and reading from her. I loved when she threw her hands up like, I don't I don't remember. What am I supposed to say before she said her line there? But the increased monitoring of social media and this phone number where they're going to track down everybody due to the rise in they talk about it being as a response to the anti-Semitism, which they never actually give a concrete definition of, which enables them to expand it to what is also included in this press release press release that they put out today. It says this new investment will allow the New York State Police to act as a force multiplier. Force multiplier. Sounds like something you'd hear in a, a comic cartoon. Uh, for the JTTF, ensuring that all cases with New York State ties are thoroughly examined and investigated, and it will strengthen the ties that already exist between the JTTF and the New York State Intelligence Counterterrorism Center, allowing for greater involvement in investigations into racially motivated violent extremists, domestic violence, violent extremist groups, anti-government, anti-authority violent extremists, as well as into conspiracy theories and dis and misinformation. So we start with we're trying to protect for pe people from anti-Semitism, and it broadens all the way out to we're going to be monitoring the speech of conspiracy theorists and people spreading, quote, what they deem to be disinformation on social media. That That's not you don't want to live in New York there. <laughs> And obviously, you can't really control the – you can't – we are only going to examine social media accounts of people in New York because it's online. So that can be broadened, and then they could probably exchange data uh, across states. And New York has actually – in the past, they have worked with they, – they they've engaged in two programs according to – uh, a New York news report from last year, or actually back in January, the New York State Police, they bought two programs over the last few years that allow them to go through social media, one of them call, called uh, Data Miner and the other called Shadow Dragon. Data Miner is a program that they used back during the Black Lives Matter protests that enables them to data scrape social media and locate protesters using that data they find. And Shadow Dragon is a company that claims that its program can predict crime. So this is what New Yorkers are dealing with right there as they're trying to track down conspiracy theorists. Yeah, we've got something very similar happening here right now. It's all in lockstep, that's for sure. Um, what's it called? I had it here a second ago. Hang on. Uh, the Communications Legislation Amendment Combating Misinformation and Disinformation Bill 2023. Was that exactly the same title as you read very, out? Very close. Yeah, okay. Um, and it says, if that does not work, the law proposal provides for the full empowerment of the Australian Communications and Media Authority to directly intervene for the purpose of preventing harm. 
Um, the yeah, other that's thing what I she to, talked about too. Yeah, yeah it's ex- they're all in lockstep. Um, something I want to point out: that seal that's on the podium in front of her—that's yep. the seal of New York, I assume. Is it? I'm not sure. Looks like it because it's be. very slightly yes, different to the New one York behind theater. her. Um, the one I'm just looking at that seal in front of her. I mean, bloody hell! <laughs> look at look at Ra. That all goes back to ancient Egypt. Anyone? <clears throat> sorry, anyone who knows uh, what I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about. Um, there's the two columns, so there's the person and the person, and then there's the sun in the middle. It's all extremely, oh, wow. And then behind her, it looks like there's a very slightly different one. I can't quite see the detail, but it looks like there's a globe of the world that's slightly different. Anyway, I just thought I'd point that out. Yeah, and she's probably... Symbolism. I, she's probably never even looked at some of those things. If, she, if there's a show on Apple TV, it's called Silo, and the mayor that's kind of in charge of the silo there is, kind of, is a puppet like they all are, and she's just drunk and just like everything she says is like, yeah, we're going to be initiating this new thing. She's basically Kamala Harris and everything. That she she even looks like her. I had that thought. Uh, Kamala right now? I thought she's she's had some Kamala shedding <laughs> she, she does. It's just it, she looks a little bit like you know the same kind of mold, but just a few different. They've sort of shaped the mask a little bit differently. She, she does look like she's had a little bit of a tightening on on the face. It's a bit too much. Now the translator. I always love looking at the translator. Oh yeah, they're fun. They're, they're, they're fun. <laughs> Tim Bradway says, "Pre-crime, did we wake up in China?" And yeah, it, you know, that's the thing about this this stuff. It's it's a slow boil. It's not. It's not you wake up one day and you think you have freedom and next day it's like someone swiped my freedom today. No, it's it's uh, the mm-hmm. slowly getting people used to something and then accepting something as normal by dividing people against each other while the people pulling the strings uh, are not being examined because everybody's fighting. And everybody's yeah. you know some people are actually actively helping divide and conquer themselves because they're convinced they have a moral high ground to violate the Constitution, violate free speech for people who they're told are domestic terrorists and wrong. And and this broadening out to the conspiracy theory monitoring, this tells me that this is probably a a pilot test or they're doing this here and then they're going to, you know, apply what works here to other states. And probably I think this probably already stricter in the UK, but yeah, they test this shit out. And then they export it. That's what they freaking do. Didn't we play that clip of Bibi Netanyahu talking about how he begged Fauci to use the Israeli people because they have that database of everybody's information Mm. and DNA? Say, please use my people as a testing ground. It's always think whenever I see this stuff now, I think of that because he was just very open about it. We're just a little less open about that. Yeah, they're definitely, it's a long-term goal for sure. It's um, They're boiling the f- frog slowly. I mean, it's very Fabian, so that's just the way they work. Yeah, Denver Attaway I mean, they, says, hmm. like Fauci said, we got to do it from the inside. We got to do it iteratively. <laughs> iteratively. <laughs> what? Eating a, eating a bowl of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. He uh, gargled with some ground glass before he went on. Oh, yeah, he probably does. He probably... I wonder what Fauci's doing right now, little man. He probably sleeps in a very, very tiny bed. He's down in the bunker in the cocktail bar. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Stella, so you sent a link. I think we can talk about that a little bit. So the, I got to pull that up on my email. Tell, what do you remember about that? I have it in my email, but I just got to get it up on. 
so I can look at it too. Uh, um, it's about some AI programming. I, 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 text, I texted it to you. It wasn't email. I emailed it myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's basically about um, AI images. And okay. I mean, we all know. All right, I, see we, I don't know what's going on with my throat. I think I might have <laughs> gargled with some glass gargled myself. A little glass. Excuse me. Yep. So um, AI images, which uh, Adobe actually, because they've got their own stock library and um, they will supply. Oh, actually, no, this is a different one. Sorry. This is the one where AI images, I love this. I love this. So the tech has become, you know, high tech with AI and imaging. Let's, you know, your background is a perfect example. You can just it type is. stuff in and it does its thing and it's getting better and better. I think they're down to five fingers on hand <laughs> I know. now. Some of the fingers are not warped sometimes. Yeah, they're sort of making advances there. Um, but apparently, it's very so. We've got the algorithms going over memes, etc., and that's going to you know create with all this censorship that's coming in. That's going to be contentious for some people who post memes that the government don't like. That so, one guy got arrested. Yeah. Uh, and here in, in the U.S. who was posting memes that were encouraging people to vote by text message. Th so the argument that he shouldn't have been jailed is that he he was obviously being sarcastic and lying and, and, and people should have known that you can't text your vote on a Wednesday or whatever. But they, he, he's in prison anyway for lying. Wow. That's Crazy. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. How'd we get here? So um, they've got all that tech that can, you know, the algorithms can scrape things like your yeah. face. <laughs> it sounds so violent, doesn't it? Um, but there's such a lovely, simple fix. <laughs> People just, you could do it on a simple app too, probably a free one. You just add a bit of grain to the image and it completely screws up the algorithm, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. So, I mean, there's various ways you could do that, but even just adding a little bit of grain apparently does it, which I akin to um, shout out to Rob from Black Labs. He was uh, one of the first people who uh, tweaked to the fact that if you run some music in the background behind you, you can screw up the algorithms. Really? Um, so it's just so lovely and simple. I just love it. It's like, yeah, you can come up with whatever you want and we're going to come up with some <laughs> really simple workaround. No worries. Yeah, oh, you're always going to have the – Especially with the cyber hackers, they apparently can't find cyber hackers that hack Vegas. At least they say they can't. It's probably government <laughs> yeah. agents. But there is always going to be people uh, countering the most recent technological developments. I watched <laughs> earlier the OpenAI keynote. I think it was uh, sometime last week with that weird guy, Sam Altman. And uh, he was talking about know. the advancements in OpenAI and, you know, they talk a big game about what the stuff can do, and, and the, the artwork is probably the best of it. You know, it's answers to questions. It always sounds a little stupid, and it can just make stuff up. But mm. he presented this new program to about teaching people or letting people develop their own GTPs within chat GTP. And I even see this new thing that popped up on my computer today, which I didn't download. It's because I have windows and it's called copilot and it's, it's Microsoft copilot. And this is integrated with this GTP. And they were talking about some of that during this presentation they were given. And some of the things that they showed that it could do were like, you can create an app within or a, a, a GPT app within GTP that 
brings in all of your data from your computer. So mm-hmm. oh. they're running out of data to mine. I read an article <laughs> about that yesterday. So now they have kind of a workaround to get people to click, yes, it's going to make my life easier. You can mine mm-hmm. all of the data on my computer to, uh, to train your algorithm or whatever. And then you can wow. tell it in the instructions to reply to text messages or messages in Microsoft or wherever in certain ways based on what your schedule is. So you you don't even have to be there once you create this little app and someone can message you and they did a little demonstration and it looks at your schedule and it replies back as though it were you to whoever sent you the message. And then I got to thinking about it, the way that they were talking about how you can develop these apps and tell it to do whatever you want using the training models. Training, yeah. Yeah, and and people are going to try to teach it, create ones that can write me a viral tweet that'll get a million impressions and 10,000 followers, whatever. They're going to play with different stuff like that, and it's going to reach a point to where even more so than already right now, just the internet's going to be 100% social media anyway. Just mm-hmm. AI, if what they're saying mm-hmm. is actually as effective as they claim that it is. And now maybe it won't be, but I think that's what they would like us to believe. And they gave everybody who was in attendance to this thing, they gave $500 that they could spend yeah. on the these new GTP products that enables them to become GTP app developers because they want all these people putting all their information in from their computers and whatnot, training it on that, because you can take the, the, the GTP that you develop and then you can then monetize it and sell it. And if people like it, you'll make a lot of money. But essentially, it's we're going to bribe all of you to do this work that would essentially put you and everybody else out of business if our bullshit is true. Again, other than the artwork, I'm not impressed with most of what they do. Hmm. But It was pretty amazing at first, but then you know, it's not long until we start um, expecting so much is it so <laughs> no you know. no yeah w- one of the things he did was he created an app during the training f- for entrepreneurs he was like everybody asked me for help to uh, build a business as an entrepreneur and you know i get asked this a million times so i just created an app and i inputted i let it search my computer and take all of the speeches i've ever given and then it also has access to all of the data that's on the internet which includes speeches and he's given and others and then that way instead of people having to come to me they can just download this app i created this it 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 even named itself and it created a profile picture for the app it was something (laughs) like uh startup mentor or something like that it wasn't really super creative but he was like i kind of like that that's that's very very creative Hmm. and i'm like if you can't come up with anything better and start up mentor and yeah. that weird picture, then I think you're just sucking your apps, your own things, Dick a little bit there. But yeah, yeah that's the idea is create something that take, you never have to do any work ever again. And it'll make all the money for you. It's just, it's it blows my mind. How pathetic it is. Um, first of all, I'd like to say, how dare you keep your fingers out of my personal ports. Dang. Thank you. Yes. Cool. And, uh, yeah, look, Denver comes up with, he, he uh, said something, they need human data because the internet is polluted with AI-generated data, yep, which if right. AI is sucking up AI-generated data, it breaks AI. Oh, yes, hallelujah, let's watch that because that's awesome. It's, it's, it's like the, I just see the Ouroboros all the time. You know the Ouro- Ouroboros, the um, self-eating snake? It's yeah, like the head's exactly. sucking on its own tail. Yeah, no, it's, I was it's, say uh, it's just inbred uh, AI eating itself, totally. Just go, yeah, 
yeah, it's great. So um, that is that is so true. It just goes in a loop, doesn't it? So yeah, you, you're damn right. I think it's going out and uh, raping and pillaging everyone's personal data um, even more than you could. And I can't believe people would yeah. even let this happen. But again, get convenience. So excited by the shiny thing, and yeah, right. This idea of convenience, and you'll never yep. have to work again if you create the one that just makes all the money for you. It's always the carrot. It really is. It's it's always the get rich fast scheme, which never throughout human history has that ever actually been effective. Denver mm. makes another good point here. He says real shit is cordoned off somewhere, and only fe- only uh, mm. fed the curated human generated data. You know, they're definitely not going to be feeding, giving us the thing that that the government and you know all the yeah. secret <laughs> organizations have. It's going to be totally different. Scheme. I mean, this is the this is the play internet. This is a sandpit internet that we've got. Yeah, it's where we give them all the data. And they're using all their quantum stuff now. So, My friend works in this industry. He writes, he like writes characters for AI programs. And, and he basically, he was kind of a, a prompt engineer before prompt engineers became a thing. And he's the one who told me to watch this. And he was like, I'm watching this. And I asked my boss if I should just, you know, I should just leave now if I should just go ahead and turn in all my stuff because if it can do what they say it's going to do, it's going to take even all of our jobs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely going to – it already has created problems for many different professions, many. Yes, yes. Did you see that that um, packing – I think it was Amazon, that computer that killed some guy, crushed him. He thought it was a packet – the robot thought it was a package and it was actually a dude. Don't know how he got on there, but whatever. What happened? So there was this computer. I, I'm not sure which business it was. I probably shouldn't have said AMA. <laughs> but um, it was. it's like a robot that packs things, and apparently some guy got in the way, and the robot didn't know the difference between a package and a man, and it crushed him. Did it pack him in a box? I don't know if it actually packed him. I don't know what. I, that was a very, very rough paraphrasing of the how did, article. How did they discover the body? Was it? Did somebody? Oh, you have a I package got posted in your house. <laughs> 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 did you order uh, a dismembered know. body? <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I really That's hate to awful. think. Awful. I know. But uh, I'm surprised you didn't hear about it. I didn't. They, I, they got that robot that they have patrolling the subway system at New York that has cameras all over it and facial recognition. And it could absolutely, it weighs 400 pounds and it could malfunction or it could be hacked and pin somebody against the wall, knock them out onto the tracks. I love how they roll this stuff out. They're like, yeah, we're going to roll out all this technology that could be cyber hacked while also <laughs> telling you that there's, we can't catch any of the people who are cyber hacking all of the casinos and businesses across the country. If you look at, the cyber hacking websites, there are uh, just dozens of cyber hacks of major corporations mm-hmm. to where they're uh, holding them for ransom, basically. And most of them are paying the ransoms, million dollar ransoms every single day. They just don't make the news all of that much. And it's like, yeah, so let's put a 400 pound robot in the subway system that could be taken over. Or let's get a smart car that someone could ha- take over <laughs> while you're driving. Are you, these robots you're talking about, is that the ones that look like dildos on wheels? Sorry to say that, but they do. Uh, well, I mean, this would be a pretty, pretty healthy, you know, this would be a really thick dildo. It looks like a derelict from the Doctor Who shows. Is it like a humanoid looking thing? Or? No, it looks more like if you took Jeffrey Epstein's egg penis 
and <laughs> amplified it by like 4,000, made it blue and white and turned it into a rolling robot. Right, yeah. It's like, I think yeah, it's the it's one like, I'm thinking of. Right. I reckon they're um, just toys that they're showing us so that we can play with them while the real stuff goes on. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure that that's not the real Terminators, even though it is patrolling. People have made videos of it. They walk up to it and talk trash to it. I'm like, don't start doing that, dude. Yeah, but they're just, they're just toys. They're, just, don't start doing they're that. showing us this so that we can all play with those things and try to knock them over and have fun, you know, so that we're distracted right. while just, the real things are out. It's, it just opens up and it pulls out, you know, just 10 9-millimeter Uzis. <laughs> Or, wor- or worse, it's like a horror movie, and it likes to kill by stabbing, and it just starts brutally stabbing people. <laughs> Lasers. Wouldn't that be a, a turn? Terminate. If- <laughs> Terminate. So, yeah, so you piss off the robot, and instead of pulling out guns or a knife, it rolls up to the person and pulls out a plastic bag and wraps it over their head. <laughs> and suffocates it in front of everybody, and then tosses the body onto the tracks, and then throws like a $50 ticket for tampering with the... Police on, t- on top, and everyone just films it and then posts it and moved on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody does anything. That's what's uh, happening in China at the moment because, um, sort of like uh, for, um, you know, le- legal reasons. So if people, if somebody touches someone else in China, like you know, just even like not even in an aggressive way, they immediately fall to the ground the person who was touched, they immediately fall to the ground and act like they've been really hurt. And then the person who touched them then also immediately falls to the ground. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's hilarious. And um, they all, they just lay on the ground and sort of basically out, out injure themselves sort of thing. Because if they don't, then there's this um, judicial process that apparently can take place. So it's sort of like, sort of like, you know, when tourists go and they're riding a bike and if they People throw themselves out in front of them so that they can then sue them. It's like that. Yeah, so it's right. apparently it's just like it's hilarious to watch. I'll try to find the Are there clip videos and send it to it? you. I'd love to see it. It's like there the law is. of war. The law of war is that everybody you, you has to be a war of defense. So all these nations they do all these things like false flags, uh, changing of history, the public relations battle, the propaganda war to make it look like they were attacked first and they're only fighting a war of defense yeah, because that's all exactly. the support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dialogue. Yes. Yes, that's that right. That is, that is what it looks like. From the. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dildalek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good yeah, one. Anna. Right. <laughs> Dildalek. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey. It kind of looks like Harvey Weinstein's body shape also. I saw somebody made <laughs> this meme. That. The other day of what's the the head of Disney? Some of you guys have probably seen the most recent South Park where they talk about Kathleen something who is the head of Disney and Cartman played her character in like a multiple universe and every Marvel movie. She said, put a chick in it and make her gay, which is so 100 percent right. accurate. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme where it had that woman who made all these movies like that holding two actresses wearing like a suit right next to Harvey Weinstein in like an identical suit holding two actresses. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> she's the modern Weinstein. Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's great. The, the dildo lick. <laughs> that's probably a product of like insurrection in downtown Atlanta. You could probably get a dildo lick down there off of 14th Street. Yeah, you should Street probably uh, trademark that, Endo. Uh... <laughs> They'll be on the shelves in about six hours from the Chinese. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know they're monitoring this shit. 
Well, I saw something about, I can't remember what it was, but there's a lot of this news that are striking fear about China. China is, a, it used to be the Russian propaganda operation, but now it's a Chinese propaganda operation. And Chinese people are being sent to commit espionage, which is probably true. It's probably, every country does that to everybody. It's not, mm-hmm. they just only highlight specific countries when they need to it's amplify. The narrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they need to get everybody amped up about going to World War Three. That's what this grand narrative is that we're experiencing right now. Yes. And the Israel thing gets people from the right on board. I mean, it's been crazy to watch people who were totally opposed at war with Russia and Ukraine are just fully on board and flipped I know, when it comes it's incredible. to Israel. It's wild. And they can't even, they won't even talk to you if you point out you know that's kind of a a, a hypocrite. You know it's a hi- kind of hypocrisy in that point of view over here, and they'll just yell at you and call you an anti-Semite. And like I don't think mm. that that's what anti-Semite really means. <laughs> but that also <laughs> I should look makes, it up sometime, right? But it makes me wonder though when you have this thing going on in New York where they're monitoring social media, is a question like that or, or pointing something like that out? Is that also considered anti-Semitism based on whatever the standard is with the social media monitoring up there in New York? Oh, I'm sure they'll find an anti-something. Yeah. Robots that eat organisms. I See, I thought that said orgasms at first, by the way. <laughs> Robots that eat organisms. Oh, my like gosh. I'm humans. just looking at that now. Wow. You actually <laughs> made a robot that can eat organisms for fuel. Holy dooly. The government has a robot that eats orgasms for fuel. <laughs> Battle, yeah. Um, At least it's got to satisfy wow. you first. So. They show a tin of oysters, so I suppose that has an effect. Um, wow, that's pretty mind-blowing. I'm going to read through that later. Thanks. Did you find one of those Tinder? videos? Oh, I didn't look. What, I, what can I type on YouTube? I'd like to look at that and show it to everybody. Oh, I'm trying to th- I don't know the name of the channel. It's this guy who lived in China for ages, and he speaks Chinese, but he's an American. Um, and he does, yeah, he does regular things. I don't know the name of the channel. I probably can't find it really right, we'll fast. Find it later. We'll find it later. All right. Maybe next for the next time I'm on or yeah, something. Next time we'll bring we'll it. it. So we're going to go into the DMBXR, and what we're going to talk about in the DMBXR is we're going to talk about Napoleon's penis. Oh, something to look forward to. It is, beats Harvey Weinstein. Right. Yes. It be literally. It could possibly beat. Harvey <laughs> it could Weinstein. possibly have a duel. Yes. Yeah, even though Napoleon <laughs> is no longer with us, his penis is, and we're going to tell mm-hmm. you why. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there today. And Stella, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us. Thank you everybody in the chats who hung out with us. Tell us oh, where it's a you can or everybody can find you. Well, I try my best not to be found, but <laughs> oh, online you mean, right. Um, yeah, Discord, uh, Union of the Unknowns Discord group. Oh, Discord, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Union of the Unknowns podcast. And in the Discord group, if you go to unionoftheunknowns.com, I think it is. <laughs> Gosh, I'm useless at this. We've got a link tree. <laughs> I'm going to get in big trouble. Uh, also, the Easy Peasy podcast, WTF Forum. That's uh, every week on a Sunday evening live and uh, oh, oh, and here, <laughs> look, here I am. <laughs> That's right, right. You can find right Thanks for here, having me. Right now, always yeah. fun. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks to everyone who contributed. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, we will talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest rest of your, of your day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I know you're going to say that. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, removing the YouTube stream.
and removing the Twitter. And, and it looks like something might have happened with... So I got like a notification saying something was wrong with a Rumble stream, but so I like have a I like Rumble, but it just these the new platforms. There's, uh, there's all the glitches, clunky. you know. They're all, but it's good. But I know they have they haven't been around as long as as the YouTube has. So to catch yeah, up. well, you know, I keep having this little whinge, Rumble and BitChute and everyone. It, they've sort of been around long enough, really, to be a bit less clunky. And right. I haven't checked on my most updated, um, well, it's still old, but my most updated software, whether I, I believe BitChute seems to have taken out their ability to speed things up, which is kind of really annoying because sometimes oh, you don't okay. want to watch things at normal speed. You know? It's like I've only you're got 10 minutes. To, oh, I thought you were talking up Especially when you're watching Henry Kissinger. I mean, please. It, you have to speed it up to even understand what he's saying. He's oh, 100 years old. You know that? He's on. He's a hundred and a half. Hundred years old. Still, I mean, he's banging Stacey. Twenty ninth of May. Yeah, mm. he's giving it to Stacey Abrams. Did oh, you know I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So this is the drive time news blast where we talk about Henry Kissinger and Stacey Abrams intercourse that I assume have. I mean, I imagine happens. Oh, you poor thing. We spend a lot of time <laughs> together. Is all I'm saying. I and I've heard. I don't that. know how true it is. I've heard that. George Soros' son, Alex, lives in Marietta, Georgia. I don't know if that's true. Oh, really? But if it is true, you know him and Stacy are just 100%. very, very 100% disgusting things. If Yeah, if you thought George Soros was bad, right. yeah. you wait till you see that's a, Alex. He said that himself, actually, totally. pretty yeah. much. He's like, oh, you think that's disgusting, and I'll show you what's disgusting, and they'll watch each other <laughs> at, at Klaus Schwab's apartment in, in the sky. Yes. So speaking of dirty things, Napoleon was apparently a freak who married this woman. Look, I'm not a Napoleon expert, so if somebody is a Napoleon expert in the chats and this information is wrong, I've been given wrong information, then please correct me. But he married this woman who did not, you know, wasn't very faithful when he first went off to war. And of course, he wasn't either. They were just cheating on each other all the time. But despite that, he still had this lust for her that he would write her these like dirty love letters when he was away at war. And in the love letters, he would talk about how, you know, he couldn't wait to get back and mm -hmm. she would do a sex act called the zigzag on him. I'm not doesn't give a description of what the zigzag is <laughs> but but man she did a dirty zigzag on napoleon and he just I wanna know. <laughs> he's like i need to conquer the world so i can get some more of that zigzag <laughs> they go to a lot of effort to impress their women don't they yes of course and he called her her privates allegedly baron de kepen k-e-p-e-n that was the Name? I don't know. I should look was that up like a little cute name that he gave to them, yeah, was or was it like a biological term? I don't know. I'm gonna look up a translation of that real quick. Translate. Doesn't sound terribly romantic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I wonder what she called his <laughs> number. <laughs> okay, so I typed in "translate Baron de Kepin, and the first thing that comes up is a a Reddit feed, a Reddit site that says Napoleon was a dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, yes. his letters to Josephine continued throughout the campaign. Covered hundreds of pages of passionate scrawl. Some were written on the same day as major battles. He would constantly switch from ro from romantic. Oh, stop doing that, Reddit. From ro uh, romantic comments, as in 
I have not passed today without loving you to more self-centered considerations such as I have not taken a cup of tea without cursing that glory and that ambition which keep me separate which keep my soul separated from the soul of my life to uh, reflections on why she hardly ever wrote back <laughs> she never wrote him back <laughs> uh, and when she did write him back he she said that what well, she wrote irritated him they had a very volatile relationship from what I understand. His letters were full of erotic allusions to his desire to ravish her as soon as she would come out to join him in Italy. A kiss on your breast and then a little lower, then much, much lower, he wrote in one. There is some debate as to whether La Petite Baron de Kepin uh, in, in his letters was his name for her, her sexual uh, parts. Uh, sadly, the etymology of that, of Baroon de, Ke- de Kepin, is lost to history, so we'll never know. Oh, no. Maybe he just made it up. <laughs> yeah, it could be a little it's made a up cute name. name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So how do they I, I just, I, I sort of think about the people who, I mean, because they have to pass, this letter has to go through a number of hands, I would imagine, before it yeah. gets to its destination. I'm sort of almost, well, I think there were seals, weren't there? And like if you opened, if it arrived unsealed, you'd lose your head or something. Or you'd have your hands cut off or something like that. The messenger. That's probably why they say don't shoot the messenger. I don't know. Yeah. But um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe. It's got to be. But I'm just just wondering, you know, if many people were sort of reading the letters and going (laughs) on the way, sort of. (laughs) Sir Tim of Tunnels just said, what on God's green earth did I walk into? (laughs) Napoleon and his lusty relationship with uh, Josephine. Yeah, well, we're about to get to Napoleon's penis. Like uh, he hoped he Josephine would while he was or Josephine would while he was at war. Yeah, they cheated on each other all the time. And from what I gathered of the story, he wanted to have children, and she couldn't have children. She was older than him. She'd had two children and was married before, and her husband was. Uh, killed before he became to power or he came to power and right killed before by yeah napoleon I don't know. I think the french <laughs> might have killed him if i recall correctly mm-hmm. and so napoleon tried to get somebody else according to the story i read anyway to tell his wife that he wants a divorce because he was he, he wanted to have a baby with he needed to have a kid to keep his legacy going he could yeah. he could try and take over the world but he couldn't even ask his wife himself for the divorce. I don't know how true any of that is. Could all be bullshit for all we know. Well, as we're finding out, so many more things are bullshit, basically. I mean, it's incredible the things that you find out. It's like, oh, that's not true too. Okay. (laughs) Here we go again. Right. Yeah, no, all of history could just be completely false. Oh, we know. (laughs) Right? We had no idea, really. Denver says, one of the things that made Napoleon's forces successful was he instructed his men to have a sip of pickle juice when on the march. This enabled faster marching. Is Is that true? I ran cross country in high school. My coach never was like, drink this pickle juice before the race. It, and if that's true, I, I don't know why he didn't. Uh, that could be true because the um, the pickle juice is really good for the gut biome. Biome. I don't, never know how to say that word. Um, biome, I think it is. And that improves mental health. So there could be some truth to that um, or it could be psychological. But right. um, uh yeah. So Tim, we're, yeah, that, that's probably the zigzag move that um, you might have. You might have. Yeah, missed. it was a zigzag move that he couldn't wait to get back to get some of that zigzag, Sir Tim. We don't know what the zigzag is, but <laughs> well, we can only the imagine. mind boggles. Yes. 
Yeah, pickle yeah. juice does have electrolytes. That's funny. I can imagine mm. drinking pickle juice before mm. running. Oh, I do. I drink it. You ran cross country really too, nice. Denver. Redneck Gatorade, says Sir Tim. Cross country yeah. is one of those sports, man. It's just, you're in great shape. I mean, it puts you in great shape, but man, it's brutal sometimes. Cross country, you'd yeah. see somebody finish the race and then immediately puke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's good for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's about muscle cramps and preventing them. Yeah, that's oh, a big okay. problem when it comes mm. to cross country. But back to Napoleon's penis, all right? <laughs> So preventing the muscle cramps for the soldiers, I think he might have meant. But um, yeah, yeah, that's, like, I guess that's that actually mean, like I wonder. So it must be magnesium in it. I've never natural really up science or natural health goes back a long way. Oh well, yeah. Before John D. Rockefeller came along and made yeah, it all illegal, it's always been <laughs> pharmaceuticals. Where was the wiki? There was a wiki that was just about Napoleon's penis. I have no doubt. In fact, while we're talking about that. Um, yeah, it's it, as soon as you said that, because I had I had heard that before and I kind of forgotten. But it's like, remember the story about Osiris? You know the story about ancient Egyptians, the Osiris. Tell us again. Oh gosh, I wish it, one of you guys will have to help me. Who the laid the, his wife was or whatever. Um, so Osiris was. This is very long story short. Basically, cut into a few pieces. For some reason, I can't quite remember, but he was cut into a few. It's a, he's a, he's an ancient Egyptian god, cut into a few different pieces, and I think it was maybe possibly seven pieces, might have been eleven. Anyway, his wife, I think it was, came along, and she, long story short, again found all the pieces, but never found the penis. Hmm. So I don't know really what ever happened to that, but the the phallic thing was never found, and I'm not sure whether that might have had something to do with the um, Mystery. you know those what are they called Cleopatra's needle and that the I can't remember the name yeah pen uh, penitaph cenotaph no not cenotaph what are they called you guys will have to help me out <laughs> treasure hunters been searching for this penis ever since then I really don't know what the uh, the outcome was I mean they're obviously gods they're not real people I think. So, we think mythical penis. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> gonna find a giant cock buried deep in the desert somewhere. Some archaeologists. ISIS. And we're all gonna, yeah. ISIS was oh, trying to it... rebuild her house and couldn't find his tallywagger. That's it, Tim. I think <laughs> it ended up in the Vatican. Actually. What if he never had one? What if he never had? What if he was a trans? Yeah, it's just another lie to cover up that. <laughs> obelisk. The, thank the, you the, so obel much. That, so that obelisk. is his tallywacker, is the obelisk. Yes. Well, I, it was just my um. Yeah, well, that's another symbolism thing because then you've got the domes on top of the certain buildings, and that's I think that's meant to be like the obelisk is like the penis, and the dome is the right. I don't know the it's, women's it's having, side having intercourse with the sky, something like that. Well, that was a little southern accent you just had, right? Here. <laughs> just popped out. Must have channeled somebody. Uh, Denver was always wondering where the uh, surname Glasscock came from. Glasscock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew somebody named Ad, Adcock once. It's it's a it's a name. Everybody's name can be made of made fun of in certain ways, but um, Glasscock is probably one of the easier names to get picked on as. Don't throw shot. stones at Glasscocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it won't work. Preferably, because you got to be very careful when you're touching a glasscock. <laughs> All right, Napoleon's penis here. So Napoleon's penis was allegedly amputated. 
during an autopsy, which I, I love that little aspect of it. Oh, during an autopsy. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's the guys doing the autopsy. Oh, I guess it wasn't probably when he was alive. <laughs> what a dumb comment that was. <laughs> just, just, just after he married his wife, it was amputated. <laughs> she you did see, it. The, the doctor doing the autopsy looks around and there's nobody here. It's what I'm imagining, unless there was multiple people in on this. He's like, I have a chance to steal a Napoleon's cock. I got to take it. Cuts mm-hmm. it off, sticks it in his pocket, gets the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. People are like, "What happened? What happened to Napoleon's cock?" He's like, "It was there. It was. It was. It was there." I'm, what French was Napoleon with with the French accent? Um, I took his Which cock. I'm not going to attempt. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> so, since then, his death in 1821, the stolen penis has passed through several owners. Passed through several owners. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> they cleaned it. Right through them, including somebody named A.S.W. Rosenbach. Not Rosencock. Rosenbach. Rosenbach. And hmm. the, uh, Rosenbach exhibited the stolen penis in New York City in 1927, which um, everybody probably came from miles around to see that. It's made that year very famous. I wonder how Napoleon would feel about this. If his cock is conquering New York City, he probably feels pretty good about it. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. See who this Rosenbach guy is. He was an American collector and a dealer in rare books and manuscripts and apparently penises. And so, yeah. Is that peni? Peni, yeah. I think it's peni. Right. <laughs> and yeah, so that's what that guy did. <laughs> How do you even get a hold of Napoleon's cock when he, after he's dead? Not, not while he's alive still. I just don't know. Like, you have to go on some... I really wouldn't know how you'd get a hold of his... (laughs) Yeah. How do you grab a hold of that penis? Oh, I don't know. Where is it now? Well... Shriveled shriveled little thing in a jar somewhere on eBay, probably. It is apparently small, according to the... One of the people who it's gone through. It was purchased by (laughs) someone named John... No wonder they passed it on. (laughs) Right, yeah. This doesn't work. What the fuck? You told me this was Napoleon's cock. It's tiny and limp. It's broken, man. It's got to be embalmed or something, I guess. Uh, oh, Tim says Iceland has the penis museum. The penis yes, museum. No, that's, there's there's, a, right. a, there's okay. a Netflix documentary <laughs> called The Final Member where during the documentary, they're trying to get a penis from every single species and, and they put a penis of oh my, everything. Really? And the one that they didn't have a penis of was a human. And the documentary is about this guy who's about to die and then this American who like, well, I want my cock to be the one in the museum. You know, he's, he's just going to get his, I'm going to cut my dick off. He's getting a tattoo in this documentary. And while the guy, he, of course, he's getting a tattoo around his dick. And while the tattoo artist in this one cut here. Ta- <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. He's tattooing around his dick. Cut here. Dotted line. He t- he's telling the guy, you know, that's going to be in the museum one day. Talking about his cock. So it's a great documentary. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, buy him dinner first, says Sir Tim Tunnels. Well, I would imagine that since, uh, you know, 2020, 2021 particularly, there would be many, many to choose from. So it's still in this guy's family, this uh, Latimer's family. So this guy, So who gets the Napoleon penis in the will, right? You know he's got to specify that. Oh, uh, is that all he left me? <laughs> Yeah, you get the house, <laughs> millions of dollars. Yeah. You get Napoleon's dead cock. You get part of France. You get the beef. <laughs> yeah. 
And his yeah, cap- Napoleon really gave me the dick. He did. It was described as similar to a piece of leather or a shriveled eel. <laughs> I'm sure Napoleon would be so proud. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. So this guy, the mm. Latimer guy, was a urologist <laughs> who did extensive <sighs> research on Abraham Lincoln and the John F. K. assassinations. So John F. Kennedy's brain, people don't know where that is either. That was also stolen. It's probably it's mostly in the backseat of the car, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody's car. Somewhere with can you what if you had both of those? You'd have to have like a third body part of some legendary person to really round out that it's like how do you open a portal to travel through time you have to get you have to get jfk's brain napoleon's cock and what, what's the third one abraham lincoln's anus i, I don't know <laughs> abe's anus it's kind of like a frankenstein isn't it really it's like, it's like predictive programming yeah they're going to create a person out of it maybe that's what they're doing they're creating a frankenstein all the leaders of the world so here's what do you think what, that they would take from Obama, being a black man? His ears? I think that would be uh, Biden, the lobes. Biden's got the lobes. Well, you yeah. don't know which ones are the real lobes. Yeah, well, I mean, you take your pick. Summer and winter lobes. I think, well, I think you, I'm thinking Michelle. You obviously take Michelle's cock. Yeah, I'm sure it would probably uh, beat Napoleon's hands down. Beat the shit out of Napoleon. (laughs) It would eat Napoleon's cock (laughs) through its pee hole. Napoleon was exiled after losing the Battle of Waterloo, and then he died on May 5th. And after his death, the autopsy was conducted by this Francisco Adamarchi, and he... The, and he cut his penis off, it says, along with several other body parts. So he took to his other of his body parts, too. It's unclear whether the cut was intentional or accidental. Well, shouldn't that be clear? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you cut off another penis, man. It's so oh, easy. Oh, man. That's just such a weird story. He may have been bribed to cut it off by Napoleon's chaplain. As revenge for Napoleon calling him impotent. The chaplain demanded to cut it off. Wow. I wouldn't want to be in his congregation. Jesus. Yeah, yeah probably sit down. Thank you. All right. And the penis there went on display. See, that's not really usually a sentence that you hear for something that's acceptable. Mm. The penis went on display is usually something that's followed by, and then the man was taken into police custody. Yes. <laughs> Or they were paid by the movie producers. Yes. <laughs> what yes. can I just ask? What's what's the title of this Wikipedia? Is this oh, purely it, about it, it's his... Napoleon's penis? Oh, it is okay. This Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to check. Yes. Okay. I mean that is legendary Thanks, Wiki. for your penis to have its own wiki for sure. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it can only be. He better hope that. There's not a chaplain that hates Michelle Obama because it will be no longer yeah. be the. The penis was passed into possession of Napoleon's chaplain who smuggled it. He smuggled it out of St. <laughs> Helena. I mean, obviously, it had to be in his ass that he smuggled it. <laughs> right? So he got fucked by. Imagine being, imagine being frisked like, for a penis. <laughs> is this oh, the penis? No, that's penis? mine. This is the. Oh, this is your penis. <laughs> oh, it looks like Napoleon's penis. Uh, I'm going to believe you. How dare you? <laughs> and then we have the origin of Greta Thunberg. <laughs> That's right, it, Tim. How do you accidentally lop off someone's pee-pee? I know. 
it remained. What was the chick's name who cut off her boyfriend's penis? It was a the criminal trial from it starts with a B. Bobbit. You guys oh, know in chats. It was a case in the U.S. from back in the '90s where this chick cut off her boyfriend's dick and threw it. She was driving down the interstate and threw it out the window. Oh my gosh! And they found Wait, it. while she was while she was driving, she cut it off. Or while he was no, driving, she, she <laughs> cut it off at the house and took it with her and oh. threw it out on the. And then somebody found it, and then they they I think they sewed it back on, if I recall correctly. Somebody fa- okay okay <laughs> yeah probably the, uh, some sort of penis hunter maybe there's like a well, de- you have detectors for metal they probably have penis detectors. Hats off to her for taking her rubbish with her. Dicks off to him. <laughs> It says here that the chaplain smuggled it out and it remained in his family until 1916. Can you imagine like, telling your family that story? Like, Where did this, what is this? Oh, that's Napoleon's penis. Gather around, my loved ones. I hey, have your something gra- to tell your you. Your grandfather had a doctor cut it off because he wanted to steal it out of spite. He was a really great guy. <laughs> spite. Yeah, very, very strange. This is such a weird story. To take this to a, a pawn shop. What can I get for this thing here? <laughs> Prove is it's that, Napoleon. How, do they, Napoleon. how would you know if it's Napoleon's or, you know, granddaddy's? That's Who a knows? Good, that's a good question. Yeah, this is a knockoff cock. This isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you the, see the made in China written on the bottom? Can't you, you see the stupid? This is a fifth knockoff cock coming here today. It's a trash can full of non-cocks of Napoleon. We're having a sale. Two this for is one. black. Napoleon wasn't black. <laughs> This is Michelle Obama's. <laughs> Dang. And then it was purchased in 1924 by a Philadelphia-based bookseller. See, I love all these weird professions that people have. A bookseller was the a next time. Maybe displayed it inside the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I, I would turn it into the handle of the, the door for the bookshop, so you have to pull it to get in. Oh, brilliant. Or even a toilet roll holder. Yes. Yeah, right. That'd be great. A toilet roll holder. So... <laughs> Bob, it, it does sound like Bobert. Bo I was thinking the same thing, Tim. Uh, Tim says, didn't John Bobbitt try to get into porn after the incident? Yeah, he did. It, oh, he wow. actually did. The guy who got his dick cut off and then got it re-put on probably to mm-hmm. overcome most of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got into porn. It does sound like Bobert. You know Bobert's a grandmother. It's just the craziest thing. I don't even know who Bobert is. Lauren, Bo- Lauren Bobert is the... House of Representative in the U.S. who is, I think she's from the South, but she is a representative in Colorado who recently got, she was kicked out of a theater for groping. She got divorced and then she was just like playing with this guy's junk and he was grabbing her titties and she was vaping at a musical theater performance of, what what was the, the show they went to? It was the Johnny Depp movie. What was the freaking show? Beetlejuice. It was Beetlejuice. Oh, and okay. so she got kicked out, and she she's like a super Christian, and she's super right right wing in most of ranks. So people made fun of her, but she's also super kind of hot. Like, and uh, she's a grandma. She's thirty six or thirty seven, and she's a grandmother. Goodness me, started <laughs> young. She certainly did. Who's a daddy? I don't know, but I think a lot of people would like to be. <laughs> So the penis went on display at the museum and New York City's Museum of French Art in 1927, obviously. A reviewer present at the exhibition from Time magazine described it as similar to a maltreated strip of buckskin shoelace. 
That's not the way you want your penis described. No. No, I don't think Napoleon would be terribly impressed. I thought it was going to be like beef jerky or something. But What if that's like written on his headstone? <laughs> His epitaph, yeah. He conquered worlds with a penis of a maltreated strip of buckskin shoelace. Others present considered it to look like a piece of leather or a shriveled eel. Rosenbach sold the item to a collector named David Hyde, whose wife. <laughs> what a name, right? David Hyde. Or Donald Hyde. Of Excuse course. Me, Donald Hyde. Oh, yeah, get it, get it right. But it's still Hyde. That's yes. hilarious. Hyde moth penis. Mm-hmm. Whose wife gave it to John F. Fleming after Hyde's death. Now, who is John F. Fleming, one of the guys? I that must earlier? have been a will. This is a different guy, John F. Fleming, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought, Denver. There's another Beetlejuice movie. Are you sure it was Johnny Depp? Is there a Johnny Depp Beetlejuice remake? Am I wrong because it's, in that? it's Michael, Michael Keaton was. Um, the dude who played Beetlejuice, the one it's that I'm Mandela thinking of. effect is what it is. It's just Unless Mandela there's been in one remake since Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice, is, well, which might have been that way me. in one universe, but the Mandela effect it is a different way. Well, they're doing like mega remakes, aren't they? Because they can't come up with anything. Really, you're not going to be able to tell what's Mandela effect or not in the future because of all the remakes. But he, so John Fleming was the book dealer, I guess, and also apparently a current administrator and. A small business uh, association government <laughs> in De- Delaware, Mel- Maryland. So, yeah, I think it'd be funny for someone to go to his house asking to interview him about Napoleon's penis, even though he was never in possession of it. Just assuming that he is. And act, doesn't like, seem why- to truth just doesn't matter anymore. So right. who cares? Yeah, and then like, why are you hiding it? Why won't you tell us the truth about it? And the penis then. Wait a minute. It's unclear. Oh, hold on, I lost my place. All right, so it went to John Fleming, and then Fleming was the bookseller, and another collector then purchased it and attempted unsuccessfully to sell the penis at auction. So, I mean, what a sad state of affairs when Napoleon's dick, nobody even buys it at auction. Yeah, son of the times, man. Unbelievable. Wow. Through Christie's. What is Christie's? Christie's now, is if it had been Michael Jackson's, house. that would be a different story. What or Elvis. Christie's? You've got to update the penises on offer every now and then. What if Michael Jackson's penis was Napoleon's penis? I think, yeah, well, they could be passing it down through generations and reattaching it. I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm a female and I'm going trans, maybe before I knew it was like a shoelace, I might be like, if I can choose any severed dick in the country, can, can, can I get Napoleon's? Like, what's that cost? If you would like to have that. <laughs> Of can course. I get, can I get that little shriveled shrimp? piece of what was it? <laughs> uh, a shoelace. shoelace. <laughs> that's not what I would have expected as the last word in that sentence. Baby, you've got a dick like a shoelace. I'm like, that's not. Wow, that's here. really chronic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like a, After the auction, James. I wonder Josephine was a bit. Not, <laughs> right, yeah. That's <laughs> why she was running around on him a little bit. Oh, darling, I've got a headache. I don't want your shoelace tonight. Yes, it's just, I can't. Is it in? I don't know. <laughs> James Cornyn was reading an affidavit about Eric Levine, a collector of items relating to Napoleon. And instead of calling the item a penis, uh, euphemistically, he referred to it as a certain part. Okay. And a Mm -hmm. urologist and artifact collector, which is an interesting crossover. I'm a urologist and artifact collector. It's a very polite way of putting it. Artifact. I am not going to be – if I find out that my urologist one day 
is an artifact collector, I'm going to get a new urologist. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Woo. So, so where is it? Did we, did we find out where it is now? I think it's still in that one family in New York. I don't know the exact location. Right. Somewhere okay. in New York, though. Yep. But the urologist and artifact collector named John D. Lattimore purchased the item in 1977 for $3,000. $3,000. Mm, it's a bargain. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, the really inflation. I would consider investing. <laughs> that would put a little bit of money into Napoleon's cock for that. I think you could probably make a comeback. I mean, a um, profit. Look, uh, there's eventually. a market. You could flip, wait long enough. Totally. Yeah. You, you flip Napoleon's cock in this this market right now. You buy it for three thousand. You sell it for seven or eight thousand. You might be able to do it up a little bit, like a little bit of a cock renovation and uh, make a profit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Hmm. Uh, which is the equivalent of fourteen thousand four hundred forty-eight or four hundred eighty-eight uh, today, and oh, okay. it's. Currently owned by this guy's daughter, who I'm sure is putting it to good <laughs> use as, as shoelaces <laughs> in her shoe. She's been offered 100K for it. One-legged I, daughter. How do you – so, yeah. I, I, how do you get offered 100K for this shriveled piece of shoelace dick and not say, yes, give me that money? <laughs> give me that – shut up and give me your money. This was yeah. my father's. It's got to be the sentimental value of their dad passing it down. It probably has nothing to do with what it is. It's not about the money. No, it's about the... It's about the memories. <laughs> the characteristics. Nostalgic. I love the characteristics section here. That they have that section. The preserved penis was described by Judith Pascoe of the New York Times as barely recognizable as a human body part. It's more like a shoelace. <laughs> A documentary. Now, now it makes sense. Yeah. That's right. what, what do you think of my penis? Well, it's barely recognizable as a human body part. <laughs> a documentary that aired on Channel 4 called Dead Famous DNA described it as very small and measured it to be one inch. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Josephine. <laughs> Lady. Oh, man. Napoleon's like, go back to calling it a shoelace. Come on, yeah, man. The shoelace worked for me. At least they're kind of long. Yeah, I suppose so, if you could roll it, you know, you could thin it out. But I don't know. Sir Tim says as long as she doesn't start an OnlyFans with it, that is a really, really good idea. Point. Yes, please don't. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. The item's current owner had wait. It's not known what the size, what size it was during Napoleon's lifetime, but some sources say this is during his lifetime. Some sources, okay, that it was one point five inches. <laughs> I don't know who these sources are. So hang on, hang on. Let me get this straight. <clears throat> so he's alive, blood pumping. It's one and a half inches. Yeah. He's dead and it's shriveled and it's only gone down half an inch. And so that's like the upside of it. It's like it was only 1.5, but man, has it endured? Uh, yes, he should be very proud. <laughs> I mean, my, my, you know, 12-inch penises so would have withered away over that period of time. He, he's only gone down... Half an inch. Yes, you know what? Yes, very true, Abraham. You know what they say about short people is <clears throat> probably have small feet as well. Sir Tim says maybe he was a shower and not a grower. And Napoleon, if Napoleon had a complex about his height, what did he have about his? You know, this could very well be the whole reason that he became who he was. Yes, because you can choose to do. You can choose to just 
clam up and do nothing with that 1.5er, or he can choose to try and take over the world. Well, I'm short person's complex. Yeah, I'd like to see Napoleon on that new show that's on Max called Full Frontal, where they have the one person come out and it's a, it's a reverse dating show where you pick the people based on seeing their genitalia first. Oh, yucko. If, what, what bloody thing? What platform is that on? It's on Netflix. Max. Max, okay. Yeah. Because oh. a smart That sounds person, like a trashy platform. <laughs> is it, oh, is everything trash? There's okay. like six seasons of this thing. Oh, my It started goodness. off in the UK and it's over here now and... They put these people in a giant, you know, cylinder box, and then they raise up the little glass doors, and the spotlight is just on the genitalia, and then the contestant walks around with the host just making these these very bad British puns about the genitalia. Do they actually, they, like, show it? Yeah, they absolutely show Oh, my gosh. Wow. And then they eliminate the first person based on genitalia alone. And the first episode of this, the only episode of this that I watched, because I made a video about it, because I was like, <laughs> I have to just, just see what they're doing, was obviously an Asian guy, okay? And, and <laughs> okay. he was Enough said. put up with a bunch of black guys that are sweeping the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, she gets rid of the. She says, I I'm going to get rid of that one there. And then they raise it up, and it's this Asian guy who I don't know who convinced him to go on this show. I don't know that he thought he was going to be comparable. Maybe he didn't know. If it were bank accounts, if they only showed the bank accounts, he probably would have won. But they didn't. Uh -huh. They started with a penis, and then it raises up. It's an Asian guy. He goes off, and he's like, this was the best experience of my life. I'm like, why was this a good experience? Why? <laughs> well, he hasn't had much of a life, has he? <laughs> it doesn't seem like a very good experience. But, yes, you have Napoleon on there. Somebody familiar with history say would say, you know, I would – my instincts say get rid of the shoelace, but that could be Napoleon. Yeah, well, there you go. That adds yeah. a whole new right. dimension. Then it ends up that, being an Asian guy. That's a very, very odd – concept for a show i mean can you i i think about the whole process of what is uh, that something goes through to get to television it's like the, the think tanks and the you know the pre-production and everyone thought this was a great idea it's probably a winner it's probably a winner it is I mean, it really really popular seasons. well that that says it all it was started off in the UK. They brought it over to Max, and it's not the only show right now. I saw a story about another Big Brother also in the UK. They originally, when they did Big Brother, they didn't blur out anything because they have the cameras all over the house, mm -hmm. and people they didn't like it, and so they started to you know make it more sensible. Big Brother, and Who now didn't they like it. Was it the contestants or the audience? Didn't the audience, like it? they say. Oh, but okay. It's gotten back to now where. They're going all nudity again. So it's another full frontal situation. Right. Everybody's just. So, yeah, they, no shame. Uh, shame has left the planet. It's gone. Shame is gone. It's completely. It's completely old fashioned. Gone. We have furries thing. walking around on beaches getting yeah. into brawls with, with non furries. <laughs> and, and we have furries Oldies. working in the White House nowadays. Do now. they? Yeah. Biden hired a guy. There's a guy in Biden's administration, or was, who. In his off time, was like furry. Really? Yeah. Was yeah. that Biden's dog that he had to get rid of? Was that the guy? Or? No, I think he got rid of the real dog, kept the furry. Okay, that makes Fada. sense. Yeah, I'm sure Hunter probably put a word. Oh, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The world would tremble at the one-inch tyrant, says Tim. Wouldn't everyone's junk dry up to essentially nothing once lopped off? You think so? Not Napoleon's. Napoleon's just goes down. Maybe the little guy pissed off the current people running the world, and this is a humiliation ritual. Possibly. That's totally possible. That's yep. definitely I possible. would go with that. Yeah. Because so it seems like a very odd thing to be, like, drawn out, you know. I mean, that's like... To have a Wikipedia page for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> you look at this picture of him sitting, this painting, I guess. He just seems so depressed. Like, he's is thinking that, about... Looks like he's sort of had it cut off there, maybe. I don't know. He's I'm going to be a bit depressed for the Leg shoelace back. between my legs. I know it. <laughs> how depressing. All that war stuff, and this is how I'm going to be remembered. Yes. Finally, well, it said yeah. the item's current owner has allowed 10 people to see it and has never allowed it to be recorded on camera. What happens when hmm. you see it, I wonder? Yeah, see, it could very well be a, a humiliation thing, ritual. So uh, it probably doesn't even exist. It's probably still attached to the body. Well, no, it, it wouldn't possibly. be. The, worm, the worms would have got it by now, but um, you know what I mean. He might have died yeah. with it. Or it could be some sort of demonic symbol that those 10 people, I wonder if those 10 people have seen it or all are still alive. I thought that too, actually. And um, yeah, the fact that it's like a sort of a, it's got shades of Osiris about it. It's quite possible. This could be a symbolic thing. So, Point. so other than the, you know, what's being presented. Look at this headline here. Look, size doesn't matter anyway. You know, it's about the heart. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm want sure. to reass reassure heart, everybody out clearly. there. Clearly it's the motion in the ocean. They say, but, you know, a good zigzag doesn't hurt, does right. it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not that I uh, All right. I think we can wrap the show up on that, on that call back there. <laughs> Probably best. Yeah. And Let's I don't know. Stick a condom on this show. Headline here. So thank you, Stella, for talking about Napoleon's penis with me. I Well, most unexpected, but yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump on any time. I'm game. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having that. me. Thank you, guys, in the chats. And, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fun stuff, Stella. Again, check out Stella on uh, all of here uh, on the Union of the Unknowns on the what's the Easy Sunday peasy. show? Easy, Easy peasy, peasy podcast. Yes. WTF forum. Yes, WTF forum. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do it again soon. Well, yeah, Sir Tim of Tunnel says, imagine using that line on chicks. Hey, babe, come and. Come on up, and I'll show you my penis in a jar. <laughs> Beats the hell out of coffee. Definitely. It's definitely a memorable line to use on a chick. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your, of your day. day. <laughs>